0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 279 with our review of Labor Day. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about Labor Day. I mean, how are you doing, Carson?
1: I'm I'm doing well. How about yourself? On this Groundhog Day, we're talking about Labor Day. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm still a little sore from jumping out of a second-story window of a oh. hospital. but uh,
1: <laughs> That's what happens when you jump out of a second-story window.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I told the guard I was totally going to do it, and he didn't believe me. And well, uh,
1: You tried to make the guard some chili, and he was like, no, I'm not falling dude, for that trick again.
0: I will say, after watching that chili scene, I kind of want to make chili and pour coffee in it. I don't... I don't know why.
1: Well, I'd... we can talk about all the uh, food porn in this movie, but uh, <laughs> it definitely made you want to eat some food after watching it.
0: It did. But, I mean, That was a very simple chili you made, and and apparently you can pour coffee in chili, and it's awesome, but uh, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't tried it myself, but it sounds very delicious. Yes. And if chili wasn't good enough already, adding caffeinated beverage to it.
1: Oh, yeah, a little coffee to it,
0: yeah. It seems like a win-win.
1: yeah. Well, he's a you know uh, he's a chef secretly, you know he's a he's a convict but he's a he's a chef on the side. He moonlights as a chef.
0: Well, he was serving you know quite a bit of time, so I could imagine that. Uh, yeah. A A when he was in the military, he might have learned how to cook some stuff, and B uh, when he was in prison, he might have you know yeah. come upon some books in the library. Read a book or two, yeah. Taught you how to make stuff, you know. Yeah. Though they're like prison food, you know, I, I saw some show one time. Uh, I was watching, I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, showing all this different stuff, and it was, like, it was something about, like, the prison systems, and it was following a bunch of different inmates, and, like, there was this one guy who was, like, known by the other inmates in his, like, cell block of being the guy who, like, makes all this food. Like, he would get ingredients, like, I don't know if they were snuck in, or if he earned the right to bring them in, but he would make, like, this really weird microwave casserole dish that, like, all the other inmates were like, yeah, dude, he makes this stuff, I gotta get this from him, and it was, It was the weirdest thing ever because it was, like, it was, like, really terrible, too. Um, Like, it was just basically, like, cheese and, like, some canned meat and some weird noodles and stuff that he, like, nuked in a microwave until it became, like, a layer of junk on top and then put, like, this weird salsa in it. Like, it looked like you would never eat it, but to all the other inmates, it was, like, the most delicious thing they'd ever seen. (laughs) It was Um, probably
1: way better than the the food they were getting. No, probably.
0: (laughs) I wish I remembered what that thing was that i was watching but it's kind of hilarious just to see like this system of like this he, basically he was like the morgan freeman character in shawshank redemption where it's like he could get anything he wants by right, like yeah. offering up this like, dish that he made <laughs> uh-huh. it's
1: like i'll make you a casserole if you get me 20 cartons of cigarettes
0: it's
1: Like okay
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I think he actually exchanged like time in like outside time i, I don't remember what it was but he was he was wheeling and dealing with his ability to make this weird microwave cassero- casserole yeah. that everybody liked.
1: Well, on Labor Day weekend, I'm sure he made like a, a potluck for everyone.
0: To- probably the, the whole
1: the whole prison.
0: <laughs> I will say though, like I would do it if I was stuck in prison for some reason, because I mean, I'd get eaten, eaten alive in there. <laughs> I'd be doing everything I could <laughs> to establish myself as oh, the yeah. guy you don't want to like. You don't murder or rape.
1: Right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what uh, Justin Bieber is gonna have to do when he finally goes to jail. Oh, that stupid bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll just get destroyed.
0: <laughs> I hope he tries to escape out of a hospital window, but I hope he does it like from the tenth floor.
1: I, he he would jump from a one-story window and still break like every bone in his body. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I don't know how to drag race and smoke pot. Uh, uh.
0: Good time. This podcast is always topical.
1: Yes. Uh, Justin Bieber, though, not in Labor Day. No, thankfully. No. Josh Brolin is, though. Other JB.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you ready to get into this episode? All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for Labor Day. And then when we get back, uh, we will give you our review. It was just the two of us after my father left.
2: I don't think losing my father broke my mother's heart, but rather losing love itself. Her hands started shaking beyond her control. Just leaving the house was difficult. I wonder if you can give me a hand here. You're bleeding. Mom, this is Frank. He was kind enough to offer me a ride. We really can't help you. Frankly, this needs to happen. Where do you want to go? Your house
1: who are police looking for? Frank Chambers, an inmate at Stinchfield Prison serving 18 years for murder.
2: I'd be grateful if you let me stay till nightfall. Isn't it against the law I'd fugitive? If someone were to come by, it would need to look like I kidnapped you. How do I know you won't hurt us? I'm stronger than you think. I've never intentionally hurt anyone in my life. What happened? Just know that there's more to this story than you'll see in that paper there. You won't be needing that any longer. When you have to say, I tied you up, you won't be lying. Choke up on the back, hands together. It's a good peach. I should throw most of them away before they rot. I have another idea. How's a fellow let a woman like your mother get away. He got together with his secretary. He's infected. I'll send Henry for medicine. Keep an eye out, all right? I should go. Maybe. You should stay. they are not gonna stop looking. I know. There were two people who couldn't go out into the world, so they made a world with each other. It'd take 20 more years just to have another three days with you. I can't give you a family. Oh, you already have.
1: Adele,
2: are you a friend? She's the handyman. We're gonna hit the road and never look back
0: withdrawal this quantity. It's a little suspicious. All right, son. You want to tell me where you're going?
2: I came to save you, Adele.
0: No. Okay, so you just heard the trailer for Labor Day. This is a story of a young boy and his mom who live, you know, together in this house. And one day, this man escapes from a prison and, you know, kind of uh, seeks shelter at their place. And uh, the film takes place over Labor Day weekend. And it's sort of how this little boy views his mom interacting with this prisoner guy who uh, is sort of taking them hostage, but in a nice way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a friendly hostage taker.
0: (laughs) So, uh, what did you think of this film, Carson?
1: Uh, you know, he approaches them in the grocery store like every, you know, like like one escape convict does to uh, take you home, exactly. But uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. It's just uh, this movie is uh, is kind of a conundrum. I, I, I mean, I think we'll mention that uh, this is the new movie from Jason Reitman, who did. Up in the Air, which we all really liked. I mean, he did basically every movie up until this movie was like, yeah, like, this guy is uh, very talented and is making uh, some really good films. And uh, I don't know what compelled him to make this movie, Um, maybe just for a change of pace. Um, I, you know, kind of applaud him for trying to take on something a little different, but... um, yeah, if you didn't know this was the same guy who did, like, Up in the Air and Thank You for Smoking and and Juno and Young Adult, like, I, I just don't think you would guess that it was uh, made by the same guy. Like, I, I think that, uh, if anything, it's uh, it's like a pumped-up Nicholas Sparks movie. Like, it's a, it's a Nicholas Sparks movie with higher pedigree. Uh,
0: well, in, in, in a way, though, like while I completely agree that you would never guess in a million years that this is Jason Reitman doing this, I can, having watched the movie now, I can see from having seen it, I, I can see what appealed to him in this, I think. Um, because it's more than just a pumped-up Nicholas Sparks movie. It's a movie where... Like, in a Nicholas Sparks movie, uh, Kate Winslet would be the main character, and this whole story would be like, oh my god, this mysterious man came and, like, rescued me from my terrible life that I have, and oh my god, I love him so much, isn't this romantic? Right. In in this film, the story is told from her son's point of view, and it's really a a how this one weekend shaped, like, the fabric of who this kid is by watching the way his mom interacted with this guy. Like, there's... There is something conceptually much higher than in any Nicholas Sparks movie yeah. um, that like, I think may have been the appeal to why uh, Reitman wanted to tell this story um, because there is a lot of merit to what he's doing with that. Um, and I know it's based off a novel or something like that, so it's not like he's yeah, it's based completely on, but, writing it from scratch. But yeah. there's definitely something there more than just... Um, this romance story between a prisoner and a, mo- a single mother who has had a lot of terrible shit happen to her. Like, there's there's this interesting formation of a child's uh, uh, psyche, I guess, that is happening that um, yeah. is kind of the key to the part of this film that worked for me.
1: Well, I think the movie has, aside from being... A pretty schmaltzy romance in some parts. Because uh, I think it does have those components of what what you would identify a Nicholas Sparks movie. I, I think that it... Like, let's say that if it were based on a Nicholas Sparks book, it would probably be the best Nicholas Sparks adaptation <laughs> there is, Like no doubt. It would still... Ha- I would still have problems with it, though, because I think that the... The way this movie is set up, where again we kind of get like the, uh, once again we have uh, Toby Maguire as our framing narrative, Do you, doing the whole voiceover w- from the son's perspective as an adult. I don't know. There was something about that 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 didn't gel. I didn't think, and it's it is supposed to be from the son's point of view, uh, but I feel like you know they focus. You know, the, the, the focus shifts back to Kate Winslet and, you know, obviously her, uh, you know, uh, romance with Josh Brolin that's uh, starting to come about. And um, I think there's a there's a lot of tonal issues. I, I feel that it's weird because the movie is this, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty much just just romance between these two characters but for some reason it's like scored like a thriller. I I don't I don't understand or know <laughs> why that choice was made, but I mean there is say for like maybe a scene toward the end where they're at the bank that there's like, you know, some tension there. I mean, the movie does not really have thriller intentions. I mean, like like we kind of joked about, like Josh Brolin's character is I mean, he's an escaped convict, but he's not really a bad guy. Like he went to jail because of an accident, really, and um, he really has, you know, good intentions. He's not, you know, there to harm them, um, even though, you know, there's 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 an element of well, maybe he might, you know. But yeah, uh,
0: I, I think that that is what they're going for because they're. It's two people seeing this guy as being like, well, no, he seems really nice to us, but then the news is constantly talking about how, like, oh, you know, desperate murderers that have escaped from prison or have no, like they'll totally just murder and rape anybody they want to because that's how they are and yeah it's not and, like
1: charles manson broke out of prison and like yeah, sh- showed up but, at a grocery store and was like hey come back to your play you know
0: but i but i think the thriller music is probably there to counteract that notion of like oh he's just an awesome guy like this is pretty cool they, yeah. they want there to be this air of, like, you know, every time a neighbor comes by or every time a police drives by, like, maybe this could be the moment that, like, his true yeah. uh, evil side comes out and then the family's suddenly in danger. Like, they want that air to be hanging over everything. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a nice romantic Labor Day weekend.
1: <laughs> With lots of uh, food making. Um, is that what they call it now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what the, the kids call it these days. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I just think that it just did not jive at all. And I, I didn't think the movie was terrible. Like I didn't sit there going, oh, this is un- unbearable or anything. but uh, it is a a, a sort of uh, a fascinating look into what I think is is kind of a, 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 a you know a, a failed experiment. Like I, I don't think that all the components in this movie came together as as they should have or as i don't even know like it, it, it's just such a weird sort of uh blend of a genre because i mean there is that sort of tension between uh not knowing you know if josh brolin's character is really you know bad or not and then there's this whole romance and uh then the ending comes and it's kind of it's it's really cheesy and uh I, I think like the, the whole like the whole idea that Kate Winslet is just down in the dumps and like she just needs a man to set her back to you know to get her back right. I mean I don't know it just seemed really really cheesy to me but um I don't know like it's it's a very uh I I hope that uh, I hope that Jason Reitman's next movie corrects the course, but I, I feel like this was sort of like a, a misstep or misfire, in my well, opinion.
0: Well, I, I think um, I think this film's biggest problem is that that ending probably came from the book because if you if you take off that ending and you kind of uh you end with that. With maybe you know, like there, there's like the the events of this weekend kind of come to a close. You get that one flash forward a little bit, and then you get the flash forward like to like a lot time later. Even if you kept the the first flash forward, you could probably end it on a better uh, note of understanding. But like I think I think what's happening in the story is actually really interesting. Uh, at least from the early stages, like I was. I was actually really kind of impressed by I don't know really really kind of impressed. That's an interesting (laughs) thing. But basically, when it first started happening, and like we're viewing, so we have you know the uh, Kate Winslet's character is like really down in the dumps, and she can't go out anymore. Her life is just terrible. Um, And this boy is sort of you know during the formative years of his you know slowly beginning to grow to adulthood, he has sort of sacrificed everything to stay home and. ...take care of his mother and essentially try to take on the role of, um, of being a husband... ...even though he can't be a literal husband to his mother... ...but like he's trying to take all the roles that, from his limited understanding as a child... ...equal to what a father should have been doing. So he's not only is he missing out on the growth of what a, a boy should be going through... ...under the like reign of a father... But he is also trying to take on roles that he doesn't understand because he hasn't really had his father along, uh, around long enough to like understand how those roles are supposed to work. Um, so when he comes and he sees this guy who, um, like, basically he's just doing like in this one Labor Day weekend he is growing like what he should have been doing over the last four years of his life. He is yeah. learning in th- these four days of this like long weekend, and there's something really really interesting about that, um, just that transition in general, like, um, like, I, I don't, I don't want to do too much to try to compare this movie to, uh, the movie Mud, but in Mud, one of the, one of the things was, like, looking at, um, that, that boy was learning about everything he knows about relationships from his parents' failing marriage, and, um, you know, him seeing the interaction of his parents determined how he thought he was supposed to interact to girls around him, and what he expected, and, like, he, every time something would happen with like that girl that he liked, he'd be he'd be understanding it from the expectations of what he sees from his parents' relationships. So we have a similar kind of thing going on where he doesn't understand what a man is supposed to be for a woman at all, and then he sees this man mysteriously show up and start being all these things that he doesn't understand or doesn't know how to like react to. And um, there was just something really interesting happening there that like I think. For me, this whole film, it was worth the watch just looking at those scenes earlier on in the film. And the rest of it is sort of just, well, this story has to conclude in some way. But it it wasn't like it, like the ends don't necessarily justify the means or whatever, but like by the end of this film, I'm kind of like, well, the ending was sort of weak, but uh, those I think those scenes earlier on where it's like, you can just see the look in the boy's face, where he just doesn't. He's like, "What is happening? I don't know what's going on." Uh, uh, Puberty. Yeah, and like you know, like they 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 have those. Uh, you know, he says earlier on when he makes his mom that little coupon book of like husband for a day stuff, and like you know, in the in the voiceover, he's like saying that like I had no idea. Uh, that I couldn't fulfill all the things that, like, my mother would need for a husband. And then, you know, when he sees, like, Josh Brolin, like, making pie and, like, molesting his mom, basically, (laughs) he's sort of just like, what? And then, like, the next day at school, he's, like, noticing the girl's bra strap, like, behind her shirt, and it's like, he's immediately, like, I've devoted my whole life to trying to take care of my mom, and now I'm like, oh, crap, like, girls and boners, and what am I supposed to do? (laughs) um,
1: I mean, I mean, if you make a pie scene that uh, that seductively – (laughs) <laughs> uh, sh- surely will get someone aroused.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, but it's interesting. And then, like Josh Brolin is like uh, kept teaching him to play catch, and like his dad never taught him. Plus, his dad like, is like, why aren't you doing sports like my other stepson? His dad right? was like, <laughs>
1: too busy dying in the Avengers.
0: <laughs> and then coming back to life for the he TV got, he show. He got
1: reincarnated <laughs> as a 1980s uh, husband.
0: Yeah, but anyway, anyways, I I think that there's interesting. Things being said, and I, I think that even, like, let, let's pretend like we keep the voiceover, but instead of Tobey Maguire, it's actually the kid telling the story, and yeah. that this entire film is just that note that he leaves for his dad. This movie would have been, like, great. <laughs> um, I think if you make those few changes, change the ending, and you end with them... Either well, I'm not going to say it, but you basically,
1: just, don't end with Tobey Maguire's goofy face and a magazine article.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't. You don't end with bearded Josh Brolin looking strangely like Pierce Brosnan.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, that was uh, that was pretty bad. That was almost like you know, it was almost you thought that he was going to be a ghost or something. Like this is going to safe haven it.
0: He was gonna know. find out that Josh Brolin's character died when he jumped out of that building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole time he was dead. They just that, needed
0: the scene where he teaches uh, Kate Winslet how to do pottery.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was, it's gonna. A lot of people have compared have compared the uh, pie making scene to the the pottery scene in Ghost. <laughs> uh, I think that's an apt comparison because uh, they're both ridiculously cheesy. Uh, the only other difference is in Labor Day, it just makes you want to have some pie. Because uh, there's there's like one. Like, long tracking shot of an Like, an up-close tracking shot of a pie being made in an oven. You're just like... Mmm, yeah. And have some of that pie.
0: It's pretty good. And as, as we mentioned, co- coffee... Uh, coffee... Uh, chili.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Important ingredient to make your uh, chili. And... Uh, but, you see, to me... I'm glad you brought up mud because I the whole time I was watching this movie, I was thinking like, yeah, this is like the uh, not good version of mud, like the <laughs> not so great version of it because I feel like that movie, um, you know, is told through the main kid's perspective and it's all about his coming of age um, and how, you know, this one guy, uh, you know, shapes his life uh, basically – yeah. And uh, I feel like that movie handles it a lot better. And I think in Labor Day, there's some issues with, you know, is this really... I mean, it is the kid's story, no doubt. It's like it's told through his eyes and how he becomes who he is, you know, later on in life or whatever. But yeah. uh, I feel like there, there, is some, there are some moments when... You think, like, well, is this really, you know, Kate Winslet's story? Is this really Josh Brolin's story? Because we get a lot of flashbacks to Josh Brolin and his youth and how, like, you know, the events that caused him to, you know, go to jail. Yeah. And uh, to me, the voiceover from Tobey Maguire as adult uh, kid is, um, uh, to me, it's really distracting. Like, because it comes on in the beginning – But then it, like, goes away for a while, and then it comes back, and um, I just, to me, that didn't work at all, like, because most of the time the voiceover is, like, stuff that they're doing, and it's like, okay, well, we could have figured that out without him saying that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, to me, like, there was all these issues kind of distracting it from what could have been, I mean, I feel like it could have, could have been done, could have been done right but uh well i, I don't I, know th- like i just feel like those were kind of prohibiting it from from being something that was just like mediocre i
0: i think in a way though um i don't know like 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 i said it could the voiceover could have been the boy himself and not and not toby mcguire and it would have worked better because I, I think the voiceover does help in a way because josh brolin is like so in life there's this very fine line between what is creepy and what is romantic, and yeah. basically, what tips it to one side or the other is if the woman is uh, wanting that thing to happen. So, like, it like you can make this movie exactly the same beat for beat, the same, but communicate that Kate Winslet is not in control of the situation and doesn't want that to happen, and this becomes a really dark scary movie where, like, this man has, like, overpowered this family and it's just being creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, that almost
1: would be a more interesting movie.
0: No, like, you, you could you could probably do your own edit of this uh, of this movie in, in your own trailer and change the music and put, like, the Requiem for a Dream soundtrack in there and you'd be I, like, this <laughs> is the most disturbing movie I've ever seen.
1: You wouldn't even have to change the music very much. <laughs> it's already kind of in that <laughs> mode.
0: Yeah, well, so so the point I'm trying to get at is, like, Th- this film is sort of walking this line of because being being from the boy's like basically without the voiceover you might be missing that the boy is actually kind of looking up to Josh Brolin's character like like there there's a sense of like him being happy like him not understanding what's happening but not being creeped out but feeling like oh this is the way I should be one day when I have it. like he is it like it's making him feel, him feel funny, he doesn't understand it, he, he's not sure how to process it, but he knows that it's right and that's what his mom wants and needs and deserves. So without that voice over him being like, now he did this and like, now he did this and now he did this and today he fixed all these things and then helped me play catch and blah 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 blah, then like without that you might interpret the boy's confusion as fear as opposed to just like, I don't know how to process what I'm looking at. Um, so I, I think it kind of needs there to keep everything in context. Um, uh, so that's the first point. And then the second point was that uh, the, I, I think the the reason you feel that it sort of starts to become Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet story later on. And then maybe even Josh Brolin's story is that there's big events that have happened in both the adults lives that have brought them to this point in time. And, there needs to either be a scene where somebody just says, "Oh, and by the way, this is why these people are where they are," or they have to sprinkle in these little moments where the film shifts in tone a little bit to be their story. And I think that's just a consequence of trying to show the complexity of what events led to them all meeting. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I'm still, like I think it was fine the way they did that to where they kind of leave Kate Winslet's story. Uh, like, her backstory, how she became who she was, um, yeah. why she's so scared. They kind of leave that for, like, a little bit of exposition in the car in that one scene. But Josh Brolin, they're sprinkling out throughout the whole time. Right. Uh, and where... that's,
1: what, that's what makes it sort of, I think, tonally inconsistent. Because it, it keeps going back to him as a younger man. Yeah. Uh, and that's when it's just like, okay. Because, I mean, the the reasoning for Kate Winslet's depression is pretty much summed up in one, like, flashback sequence. Yeah, like, yeah. flashback but it, montage.
0: But, it, like, if, if that car scene would have been, like, flashback to Kate Winslet and then Josh Boland going, oh, yeah, well, I want to hear my story and then flashback to his story, <laughs> like, you would be, like, way more yeah, upset. You'd be like, be okay, stupid. this is the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. That would
1: have been dumb. So um, I kind of like
0: the way they did it, Um, and they slowly kind of just, like, they sort of uh, – um. Uh, mementoed it or like you're seeing you're kind of like getting pieces backward and then forward uh as like intercut with the way that the film is going but yeah um,
1: i just think there was just a like a lot of of that kind of exposition and i don't know like i just think that the way that it was put together i don't know how else like that you could do it maybe in like a terrence malicky way where you're just like showing it and having random you know uh
0: <laughs> Flowers blooming non- and then dying, non- and then <laughs>
1: non secular voiceover. I don't know, but like, it, it just seemed like it was very. Uh, there is a lot of, there's just a lot of perspectives to handle, and I, I don't know. Like, I just think that it, it was not particularly pulled off well. Although I will give them credit for finding a guy that looks exactly like Josh Brolin. Yeah, 20, that was that was years freaky. Younger. I was like, like Did I, they. <laughs>
0: I'm still not convinced they didn't like hire the people who did Benjamin Button and like, <laughs> make young. Guys I uh, it, was,
1: it was pretty convincing, uh, uh, and I mean, I will say that I think the movie looks uh, the movie looks really good. I think that the uh, like you know the design of it and like the like their house is very uh, there's just like a lot of rich detail and stuff, and it definitely has that sort of uh, sumptuous seductive feeling at times but uh i don't know it's just very uh it's just very off for most of the time yeah and um and i don't know if if they had if they were to have the son maybe just like a little like the same actor but maybe you know trying to be a little older do the voiceover i i don't know like i don't think that would really i don't know if it would really help because i think in the, what they're trying to do and probably how it was in the book is that you know it's being told from the adults the adult version and you know having him having like you know where he ended up obviously was uh, you know molded from that weekend
0: yeah yeah but I, I, I think that like as, as I said I like I think it would have actually worked if the entire film, and this is kind of where I thought it was going, but if the entire film was the note that he leaves for his dad when he's getting ready to leave. Yeah. Like, because the way, he, like, in all the voiceover, when he's like, oh, and then he did this, like, I I think it would be interesting if this whole thing was just like, dad, I'm not going to be around anymore, uh, but mom's happy, and uh, these are all the things this guy has done for, him, for her, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, sort of, a, him recounting the events to let him know that everything's okay and that his mom wasn't just, like, taken advantage of by this prison inmate or something. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, I think it could have worked if they just completely changed whatever the book was into that sort of a story. Um,
1: yeah. Like him, like, the, the dad reading the letter or something. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I feel like that scene was so, like, contrived to be just so we could have, like, some tension, you know, where he goes to drop the letter off, and it's like, couldn't you just mailed it after you guys had left? Like, come on. I mean, there just seemed, like, to be some stupid decision-making near the end there.
0: Well, if you mailed the letter, we couldn't have Jason Vanderbeek.
1: Yeah, we couldn't have James Vanderbeek.
0: (laughs) Yeah, James Vanderbeek.
1: Show up. Yeah. (laughs) Dawson, dude, Dawson could not show up and be like, yeah, here's my, you know, cameo (laughs) role. Uh...
0: Stupid, um, stupid do getter trying to be all protective of some little random boy.
1: I know you can just leave him alone; they're fine. Yeah, well, oh, well. That's, that's what
0: happens when you try to like sneak out and mail a letter to your or drop a letter in your dad's mailbox on the exactly. first day of school.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Oh well.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I don't know. Do we? <laughs> do you got anything more to say about this I film?
1: Just, I don't know, man. I don't
0: know. I, I think I this, every once in a while we do a review where like. I just, most of the stuff I say is just in response to what you're saying, <laughs> like, because um, I, I feel like I've said plenty in this episode, like, looking at the waveform from the recording, I've said plenty, but, like, I technically didn't say, okay, go, this is what I think of the film, um, Yeah. but, but yeah, like, I, I think, I think I, I, I actually really enjoyed the first sections of the film, like, everything just... I, I really enjoyed the character of the young boy, and and watching through his eyes, uh, uh, you know. And he even gets some some decent moments when it does, like the little the first like mini flash forward to him just being a little bit older and in high school and stuff like that. Um, like I, I I liked what was trying to be done, and uh, just the the idea of. This kid sort of sacrificing his growing ages to try to protect um, and and do everything he can for his mom, who's clearly going through something who... And I, I'm guessing the kid had no clue at, of all the stuff that his mom had gone through and, like, why his parents separated and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think he did. So, like, I, I, I really appreciated just just that look at at him trying to be a husband for his mom because she doesn't have one and she has kind of like lost the will to be in society Um, and then like in this one weekend having this this like you know this (laughs) this Josh Boland dude show up and kind of just throw everything on its on its head uh, be just this way that he has never seen or understood a guy can be for somebody and sort of just being around and seeing that, seeing the complete change of his mother in that time, and um, kind of how that forms, like, how he's going to be moving forward in his life, uh, I, I really thought that was a really interesting uh, story in general. Um, you know, all, all the, the like, double sort of ending of the film, and uh, how it all kind of pans out felt a little too, too convenient-slash- like it felt very Nicholas Sparksy at the end. Um, oh yeah. When sure. I thought when I thought all the the beginning of the film did a much better job of of being a Nicholas Sparks setup without actually being a Nicholas Sparks book. Yeah. So um, I was kind of let down a little bit by the way the story resolves itself. But I think overall uh, I was I was I was definitely not captivated. Uh, maybe not even entertained. But I w- I was on board with the film during the whole watch and i was i was along for the ride so to speak so i was not disappointed in having what i mean we saw one i saw a single trailer for this film and it was like last week that i saw the trailer <laughs> and then we were like ah, oh, this is probably the one we'll have the most to talk about so let's review this and um i am not like i don't think it was a bad decision to watch this movie put it that way uh i'm probably not going to revisit it ever but i think i i appreciated watching it more than i expected to going into it
1: i mean if you compare this movie if you hold up this movie to something like mud that we mentioned or to a movie like up in the air i mean there's no comparison (laughs) well yeah
0: there's definitely no comparison i mean
1: it's just it's just it's it is somewhat a little baffling that it's the same guy but i mean i, I you I mean they are two two different movies but i mean there is kind of you know a adult romantic element to up in the air that's handled like a thousand times better yeah yeah
0: i mean uh, uh, up in the air is a story about you know it's about the relationships between people and how they react when they try to shelter themselves from these relationships and it's it's an amazing film that i think everybody should watch because it has a lot to say I think this film has ideas in it that are interesting to talk about but uh, the film itself doesn't have as much to say as Up in the Air or Mud even um, yeah. but but I think it's um, I, I, I think it is uh, it it is interesting enough to talk about the themes from the childhood aspect of it um, over the film as a whole.
1: I mean, so. basically, if you put these movies up on your flick charts or whatever, you'd be flicking this movie off. <laughs> like, nope.
0: Yeah. It, but no. <laughs> okay. going to yeah, go with it, that it, instead. It, it's definitely not going to hold up to the scrutiny of other films that are better about the subjects, but it's Unless definitely... Unless it comes like,
1: down if, to, like, this and ghosts. then you'd be like, hmm...
0: I mean, if, if you basically this this is the point I want to say is if you have to watch a a seemingly Nicholas Sparks adaptation, this is the one you want to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not even based on a Nicholas Sparks bo- a book. So yeah, yeah. But, That's yeah, I, yeah. but I mean, I, like
0: from the trailer, if you're if you're going to be dragged and if you're a dude and you're going to be dragged into one of these romantic movies, this is the one you want to watch because there is actually stuff in it that is. Of of, it, there's there's a point to what you're seeing in this story. Over isn't this romantic? Like that's yeah. not the question this film is is trying to to pose or answer. It's um much it has roots in much deeper subject matter. And whether or not it completely executes on that, it's still a uh, a deeper film that you'll get out of most romantic stories.
1: I mean, it is interesting because if this wasn't directed by Jason Ryman, if it was done by someone else, but the exact same movie, I, I think I may ha- have given it a little prop, or if it was based on a Nicholas Sparks book, but it was the exact same movie and done by somebody else, I might appreciate it a little more just for the fact that, like, well, they, you know, it, it's better than all the all the rest, you know? Like, it's... But the for the fact that, you know, it's not... And it's directed by a guy that I think has, you know an enormous talent. Like I, I don't know. There, there's like a, an air of disappointment about it.
0: Yeah. And if it was directed by, or if it was based on a Nicholas Star- spark, or if somebody told you that it was based on a Nicholas sparks book, the way you could tell it wasn't, is that the uh, the ex husband doesn't die in the film? That's true.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nobody nobody dies in this movie. In,
0: in every Nicholas Sparks property, the person that could be the crux in keeping this new relationship from forming always gets eliminated. so they're not a problem.
1: <laughs> Usually, yeah, or he's just like a huge asshole. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. or or it's like a, a family member dies, like the the father, like you know, or the mother. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or, or the, the girl, the, the romance, the main chick in it. This is like, oh, I didn't tell you I have cancer and now I'm dead. And then That's how it ends. You know? Like a walk to remember Mandy Moore was just like, oh, I'm dead. I was just like, oh, this is, yeah. yeah it, it, that's how it, it usually ends up.
0: As it turns out, um, Kate Winslet died during childbirth of giving birth to um, the boy in this film, <laughs> and she is completely, like, a manifestation of his guilt of having killed his mother during childbirth, oh, and I the relationship is actually taking place between Josh Brolin and the boy, but he's imagining that his mom's there so that he can cope with uh, what's happening to him. That
1: would be crazy. That would be an insane ending. <laughs> if nicholas sparks wrote that and you'd be like oh man he's he's off his shit now
0: <laughs> your best writer ever You're like he
1: has lost it completely <laughs> he had he's like he's ran out of so many twist endings or whatever
0: dude think about it there'd just be a scene right at the end of the movie where it cuts to all those like cooking scenes where all three of their hands are in the bowl and then but it's just the two of their hands but it's like one of the
1: like one pair of hands is removed and like the uh-huh. scene where he's
0: playing the video game on the stairs, and like Kate Winslet's on, or he's playing the video game on the floor, and like Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet are on the stairs, and he puts his hand on her waist, and then like he remembers that scene, and it's him playing the video game, and Josh Brolin putting his hand on the boy's waist. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, man. There you go. <laughs> uh, Labor Day. Hilarious. And um, James Vanderbeek shows up at the end for the aftermath.
0: Uh, Good times Yeah Alright, you want to get to our verdicts, Carson? Okay Alright, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait-for-rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Um, I, I would give it a, a pass Caveat being only watch it if you've seen the rest of Jason Reitman's movies And you want to be a completionist <laughs> I think there's, there's There are some elements in the film that are are good and i think there are other elements that are worth watching just for like what the what the hell went wrong with this (laughs) um and uh but for the most part i would not recommend it because it has a lot of problems and uh yeah
0: well, if, if you wanna if you want to learn how to make chili or how to make a peach pie you should watch this movie
1: <laughs> yeah make a peach pie without measuring out ingredients or anything
0: um but apparently you need three people one with really small hands to make a peach pie yeah
1: you need to you need to really uh, mix those peaches up well yeah
0: yeah um I, I think uh if you're just if you're just a a average moviegoer who doesn't like to talk about films after you see it other than being like that was good or bad uh it's probably a pass if you actually like to kind of discuss the meat of what's in the story this might be a wait for rental for you um because like i genuinely think the stuff at the beginning of of uh of the story when when the boy is first like trying to process what is happening between this man that just showed up and his mother who like you know, a day ago wasn't even able to walk out into the world without freaking out. Um, I I think there's some really interesting things that are happening there. Uh, Not enough to, you know, drive you to a theater to immediately absorb this, but uh, I think if you sit down one night and watch this and you're willing to, like, give it at least a little bit of thought and conversation with somebody you watch it with, uh, there's some really interesting things happening in the beginning of the film. So I think overall I will give it a uh, wait for rental. Um, So... Alrighty. Cool. Well, but if
1: if you want a good Reitman movie, watch any of the other movies. Yeah.
0: If you want just like an amazing film in general, watch up in the air because, uh, it's one that I've come by. Like if you, if you go back and listen to the spoiler warning review for up in the air, that movie messed me up when I first watched it. Like I couldn't even review it because I was just like, I don't know what I think of this movie. It has broken me. (laughs) Um, but I have returned to it many times since, and, and, and uh, it's, it, I just think that has like – it's like one of those films that kind of sums up everything you need to know about people. Uh, so I just think give that one a, a watch. So Yes. Anyways, now that I'm done rambling, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, we can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
0: People can find me at com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning to figure out when these episodes are going to go live. Or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will be a bunch of seemingly like really intense, creepy <laughs> uh, songs from what you would think is like a horror thriller. Yes, uh, but it's but actually from this movie.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. It's uh, the music you would think is from that uh, alternate version that we were talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I I think.
1: I think you should just put dialogue clips from uh, the pie making scene if you can find that. He's <laughs> like, "Come on, this pie needs a home," <laughs> or, or whatever that was. Uh,
0: yeah, basically stuff that if you were like, if you were closing your eyes, listening to the sounds of the movie, <laughs> you'd be like, "What the hell movie is this? This is bad." <laughs>
1: this movie is off the wall.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what are we doing next week, Carson? We got Lego Movie and LEGO- Monuments Men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: All right. That sounds good. Yeah, i, I I'm excited I, for Lego Movie. I will say, like, I was, I was really excited for the possibility of Lego Movie. And when the first trailer came out, I was, like, caught between being, like, excited and, and being, like, I don't know if this is going to work. But the more I see the trailers and the more I see stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm fully on board for Lego Movie now.
1: Well, it's the same guys who did *Clay* with *The Chance of Meatballs*. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. well, that that
0: was why I was excited originally, and then well, like when I saw the first trailer, there was something about like the the level to which the stop motion was, like, it was almost too like not enough frames, <laughs> like it,
1: the, it. It's really cool looking. I mean, it it feels stop motion, but it doesn't. Like it, it has like an, an air of both.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a little. It's like it's almost like they were trying to mimic stop motion. Uh, but Lit CGI. Yeah, but like mimic it to the point of excessively mimicking it. Um, anyways, that that first teaser, I was kind of like, I was like, uh, I'm caught between this is gonna be the best movie ever and this is not gonna work at all. But the more I, I watch it, the, the more the full I'm, trailer though really. So yeah, yeah, the full, the full trailer is is like okay, duh, this movie's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm I'm excited.
1: Yes, it should be pretty pretty awesome.
0: And Monuments Men might be good.
1: <laughs> I I hope it's good. I mean, it's got the potential there.
0: Yeah, it has enough great people in it that, like, how could it be bad?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm tired of seeing the stupid trailer. That trailer is now, like, the new Taken 2 trailer where, like, it's played in front of every movie. And, like, anytime it comes on, I'm just like, oh, oh there's a Michelangelo joke to be made here. Yeah. You're just the man to make it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, just oh, glad, they're,
0: they're, I'm glad they're done showing the scene where, uh, what's-his-face steps on a landmine and then he's like he's like why would you do that and then the guy's like what's going on he seems to have stepped on a landmine why would you do that (laughs) or whatever the line is
1: yeah that was like the uh the first trailer that came out back when this movie was going to be a potential uh oscar uh contender yeah and they were like oh wait now i moved it to february
0: i I don't know let's make a more dramatic trailer (laughs) You know the scene where what's-her-face is all like, how can I help you steal our stolen art? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> like, I think it's hilarious that she doesn't even bother exhaling. She just says her lines while the smoke is <laughs> while
1: coming While there's out. like a giant cloud of smoke coming out of her mouth.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know why that's hilarious to me, but every time I see it, she's like, how can I help you steal our stolen art?
1: Uh, Matt Damon's like, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you try that again, less smoke? Yeah good times all right well let's get out of here carson i need to go build something with legos so that i can yes, exactly. get myself ready for the you movie go make
1: some go make some chili
0: <laughs> dude. actually no, for real someone makes some chili <laughs> i want some coffee chili
1: yes <laughs> all right. i don't i don't think he used uh starbucks via though <laughs> to, I, <laughs> to put in
0: his coffee i don't think uh yeah not so much he just pours the powdered via in there and not even mix it with water <laughs> all right well thank you for joining me carson All right, thank you for having me. And thank you guys all for listening. We will catch you next week.